All right. Um, I need to start out by telling our listeners I lied to you last week. Um, not intentionally, but I uh, I was stupid. I had sat down with David and Matt to record on The Last Jedi, and I forgot our SD card. So here we are, all ready to start talking about it, and no way to fucking record. <laughs> I felt like such an idiot, just because, I mean, when Gilman comes to town, when David comes to town, he, uh, he comes from Chicago. Oh, really? So it's very rare that we get an opportunity to, to record anymore with him. And I felt like a dick. <laughs> well, see, that's the problem. I mean, you have no internal storage on that. Thing. Yeah, and, you know, this is the easiest mobile uh, recording device. And that way I don't have to lug around a big bag of equipment. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's good that it... Does it take a mini SD or does it take a... Regular SD. A regular SD. Okay. Yeah. I was like, guys, would it be okay if we just run to Walmart down the street and grab a SD card? And they're like, that seems a bit excessive. <laughs> Especially going into Walmart at, like, what time was it? Like, 2 in the morning? No, no. Our, our screening was at 6. Okay, so you... We were we were out by 9, nine o'clock. Uh, still, that's when the weird people come out into to, to Walmart. <laughs> to Walmart, yeah. I don't think either of them just wanted to go to Walmart. True. I mean, there's... Like, people don't go out of their way to go to Walmart. They're like, ugh, I have to go to Walmart. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much exactly it. That is pretty much exactly it. Well, before we go into much further, I'm Kurt Steiner. I'm David West. And we're going to be having massive spoilers in this one. Yes. Because... Right on, Kurt, by the way. <laughs> Good job. Massive, massive spoilers. But, um... I'm going to also say that I'm going to eat my words on this podcast because my last two podcasts, all I was talking about was so afraid of of The Last Jedi being a rehash of The Empire Strikes Back. And I was extremely, extremely pleased that I was completely... Uh, wrong about this. Like, I, I thought it was going to just be like, because you see in all the trailers, oh, they've got AT, ATs or whatever they're yeah. called now. Yeah, you've whatever. got, you've got a, a, a desert-looking or a hot-looking planet. Well, it's actually a salt planet, but whatever. Um, and it was just a fun ride. It Honestly, there are very few movies that I say are 10 out of 10s, and this is a 10 out of 10. This is a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would go 10 out of 10. I've seen it twice now. There is a little bit of a lag in it in the middle, a little bit. A little bit. So I would probably, I mean, I'm not giving it a bad review. It'll still be a 9 out of 10, but I don't think I could give it perfect. But, I mean, my taste in movies for perfect 10 out of 10s is also a little skewed. Yes. Considering (laughs) Rubber's on that list. I think Rubber is a 10 out of 10. Oh, also, I saw recently, did you see The Disaster Artist? No, I have not. It's good. It's it's um like you know how the movie's cringy. Yeah. This is also slightly cringy. Like there's moments where like Ugh, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, I think it's meant to. But the best part about it, the weirdest thing about it too, is the whole story is about how Tommy and Greg want to make the the room. Mm-hmm. And when I left the theater, I left with like an inspirational like they achieved their dream. Good for them. Yeah. And I was just like, that's not how you're supposed to feel coming out of this movie. You're supposed to feel like these people are strange. And, uh, you know, you're probably correct in that, though, too, that, like, 
it's supposed to inspire you as well. I mean, it was it was inspirational. I've made shitty movies. It's, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. But back to Star Wars. Yes, I plan on seeing it. I'll uh, hopefully I'm off work until I go back Wednesday. So hopefully I can pull myself away from seeing Star Wars a third time and go see something else. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But I, really but I want to would see Star suggest Wars a third the way. Time. The way that I did I did it is I saw the room yeah. right before I went into the oh, theater. Yeah. So it was Do you have a copy of the room? I don't have a copy. I torrented it. Okay, gotcha. So, I mean it's, it's why would I want to pay money it. for that actual movie? I don't know. <laughs> I mean I, I have seen it in the theaters. Like I did go to those weird like I mean Tommy Rousseau goes to like conventions and you can buy it straight from him. Yeah. So I mean that might not be a bad way to buy the room. True, especially when it's hand signed with like 200 years time oh an original copy signed by Tommy was so so coveted right (laughs) right I mean I he takes pictures with everybody he's a great guy although that's (laughs) one of the funniest things about him in the movie is where are you from the Big Easy where Big Easy oh New Orleans you know the thing is is I feel like when he because nobody knows how old he is either. Yeah. And no one like, knows how he got his money, right? True. Nobody... Eh. There's some debates. Uh, the strongest debate that I think makes sense is that he... Because he has a foreign accent. We know he's he's foreign, but yeah. not where foreign. I think that he imports some sort of good. Okay. Like he's the main importer. Because that would make sense. Yeah. Because that's a really, really uh, good business to be in. If you, if you uh, chokehold something importing into America. That's a good way to make money. Okay. Interesting. But Star Wars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I think this movie has everything that I'd ever want out of any type of movie. It's got humor. It's got consequence. It's got philosophical debate. Yeah. Philosophical teaching. Um, understanding how big, how small you are in a big universe. Mm-hmm. And... A little bit of uh, narc. I really liked the the. I don't think narcissism is the best word, but like, like understanding. One thing that they really mentioned in the movie is Del Toro's character is kind of just like, I don't care about the first order. I don't care about the rebellion. Yeah. All I care about is if there's two. One's gonna profit me either way. Yeah, like, it's and the whole idea. He of, has a line that's something like, uh, "Be free and don't join." Yeah, be free and don't join. Yeah, that's a good one. It's something like that. I don't quite remember the exact quote. Because if you know anything about the Star Wars universe, vast amounts of people in the galaxy don't think the Jedi and Sith exist. They think they're just myth. Which is why when Palpatine took power, being a Sith didn't make him... Well, at didn't this, make him a bad guy. He's like, well, he's point, just, he just ascribes to a different religion than the Jedi do. What's the big deal? Debatable. At this point in uh, Star Wars where The Last Jedi takes place... Pretty much saying that Luke Skywalker didn't exist is kind of like saying you don't believe in the Beatles. True. So, like, he was a big hero, and that's one thing that they talk about is the the legend of Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, but I just love this movie to death. I had so much fun with it. Oh, yeah. Me too. Uh, you know, a lot of people complain about the Canto Bright. The, the, the casino? The casino. A lot of I people like complain that. about that storyline. But ultimately, this movie's about failure. 
yeah. the entire thing. And they're like, well, the subplot, the subplot with Finn and Rose, it didn't go anywhere. They, they oh, don't accomplish that, that kiss accomplish at the end was kind of like out of nowhere. I was like, well, they it wasn't. I don't think it was a romantic kiss. At least not from Finn. Well, I mean, she kissed him. Yeah, he I was know. just like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, but even then, she had just lost her sister. Like, she's fighting for the people she cares about. She says love. You you have to fight for the things you love. But I think that's more of a general good good well being. Yes, you have to fight for well being. Yeah, I don't think that she is in love with Finn. One thing that I really loved about this movie is we got to see, like, because there's a lot of these theorists up there's like, are we going to see Snoke's ship? It's a massive 60-kilometer ship. Yeah, it's in this movie. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, it's massive. massive fucking ship. Uh, but going back to the thing about failure, everything in this movie is about fail- failure. Finn and Rose don't accomplish their mission. They yeah. fail. Uh, Poe Dameron fails as a leader. Yes. Luke Skywalker failed on his Jedi Order Everything's about failure and accepting that fail- failing is part of learning. And failure is the best teacher. Quote yeah. Yoda in the movie. And I'm glad... They had a puppet? I'm glad they used the puppet. I am so glad they used the it puppet. Me- it felt more flesh and bone than... Yeah, it felt so real. It felt like he was right there with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Unlike Snoke, Snoke's skin seemed rubbery, but when you have an actual rubber puppet... It's yeah. Like, that looks that real. Looks real. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you have something that's there in the flesh and not just Andy Serkis in a mocap suit. True. Speaking of which, what did you think about him getting, uh, Snoke getting bisected? Um, yeah, so this is, we're going to talk a lot, and this movie has been very divisive for fans, one of which is the fact that they kill off Snoke pretty nonchalantly well, but they, done so well. There's a lot of nonchalant kills in this, honestly. The nonchalant kill of Snoke, the nonchalant quote-unquote possible death of Phasma again. Yeah. I think Phasma's a such... I think that Phasma's a, an inside joke now. It's She's supposed to take the her, place of... Her comic book tie-in that bridges the movie was fantastic. Like, there's more character development in those four issues than even apparently her own novel. Yeah. So... The thing about it is is they designed Phasma to be like the Boba Fett of this new series. Yeah. And Boba Fett was a badass because he wasn't heard. Was he? In the original trilogy, no. was Boba Fett... He was kind of a joke. Yeah, that's true. He gets killed off so easily with the Wilhelm Helm scream into the Sarlacc pit. Okay, that's true. I forgot about that. They made Boba Fett I a think badass after the after, trilogy. Yeah, that's true. They gave him more... Depth, that's right. Because he doesn't really do much in those movies. Now that I'm thinking about it, the parallels are a lot more similar than I would assume. Yeah. Huh. I Phasma has done more in her two movies Although than I, Boba Fett did. I did like the fact that her armor is kind of like phaser resistant. Well, yeah. Ping! Yeah. Right off of Oh. I wonder if that's why it's reflective. <laughs> a mirrored surface? They're laser beams. <laughs> They're laser That's beams. too much physics in Star Wars. But that makes sense, doesn't it? it that, there's a big logical leap when you're... when First off, if you know anything about physics, a vacuum, you, there is no sound in a vacuum. Yeah. So all those, those yeah, space so battles... Physics just don't make Physics sense. don't matter. Also, the fact that you can harness light into a shape. Technically, we are on the verge of making hard light surfaces, but that seems so science fiction-y. That it's so green lanterns are close to being a thing. Yeah, it's 
Well, I remember I was reading an article a while ago that they were... Because light is somewhere between a particle and a vibration, mm -hmm. it's hard to actually harness it into a solid, but that there's currently experiments being made to make hard light a thing. Huh. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, but at the same time, it's... It... There's so much physics involved. I, I I can't claim to be smart enough to understand any of it. But lasers hitting a reflective surface, surface. kind of makes sense. It would just go off in another but direction. The, it would make sense in in that sense. It's loose physics. It's loose physics. I would much rather just like to admire it as a special armor set. Kind of <laughs> like in the EU. Yeah. Uh, there is lightsaber resistant materials. Yeah. So I'd like to think of it that way, not as a mirrored surface light bounces off. Yeah. It seems too simple in my mind. Well, even on Rebels, they, like the Mandalorian armor was affected by a weapon that specifically targeted Mandalorian metal. Yeah. So, I mean, it exists. You it exists. Arguments there. Yeah. But, um,. I can't give this movie enough praise. Oh, yeah. I, I can't either. It's daring. It's bold. It's beautiful. One thing that I really did enjoy is you don't get to see, like, a lot of the common folk yeah. in the EU. And Del Toro's character seemed like kind of a very common person. And I like that he they gave him a stutter so that it's, like, a little bit more forward thinking that not everybody's a perfect yeah. uh, human in this existence. Yeah. That there are some people who have flaws like that. And he uses uses it in such a good way that, yeah, I might have a flaw, but look what I can do. Uh -huh. I feel like that whole idea of what what what's what am I, what's the word? Um, challenge gives people a higher sense of accomplishment. That when you start off uh, being uh, down and out, and then you 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 end up at such a high level that you feel more of an accomplishment than other people can. Like if you have everything handed to you. You don't feel accomplishment in life if you mm -hmm. have to s s get when the going gets tough, the tough get going kind of an idea. That I might be diving way too much far into this, but I really like that how they gave him some sort of a quirk. Mm -hmm. No, no, that's, other than that's just being Del Toro fair. is a quirk. Yeah, and uh, hopefully he's back for episode nine. Like he seems like a character that could easily come back. Speaking about characters coming back, I am honestly one thing. The only gripe I have about this movie is Superman Leia. Yeah, yeah, I I, agree. I I was I was willing. That's probably what keeps it from hitting that ten mark. That's the one scene that really bothered me. Which it's been it's been done in Star Wars. Uh, Plo Koon does it in an episode of Clone Wars, but then at the same time he has a special apparatus made yeah, onto his can, face and his eyes, so, so that he, he can take the vacuum of space. Yeah, for just limited amount of time. But recently in the Marvel books. Leia does something very similar. Yeah, but at the same time, I just, I was ready for, because Carrie passed away and we're all saddened mm -hmm. by that, I was ready for her character to be written off in a glorious battle death. Yeah. And I didn't get that. Akbar so, got it. Akbar got it, and I'm glad that he got it, but... Now that makes me sound dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you have against Admiral Akbar? <laughs> but it... A hero's death. Let me put it that way. Yeah. A hero's death. Another thing that I was that I really thought was strange is the bomber scene at the beginning. Like, what happened to the Y wing? 
Yeah. What are these bombers? Where yeah. Are why are they? From? Why are these World War Two bomber esque in space? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how the physics would work on that because they open the hatch doors. Yeah, they open the hatch doors, and apparently these things have mass and weight, and they fall instead of just float. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So so let's go back to that argument about lasers bouncing off. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Those don't make sense. Maybe it has something to do with the shields. I, Maybe they're magnetic. I don't know, but the thing, there, there's some illogical leaps of physics in this yeah. movie. But that's Star Wars. That it just is. Star now I'm Wars. just curious where the the Y wings are. Yeah. Did they have them in Force Awakens? What did they bomb? What did they bomb Starkiller base with to blow the hole? Yeah, they had Y wings. They had what? No, it was Y wings and X wings that they had. I'm fairly sure that we saw the Y wings. Where are the Y wings? Maybe they all got destroyed. This is—I mean, this That's movie, true. That's this true. movie kind of only takes. It seems like it takes place hours after Force Awakens. That too, and the fact of at the end of the movie, what's left of the rebel, uh, the rebels, is like twelve people. Yeah, they're like literally. It's the movie starts off with I'd like to say maybe four hundred. They say they say a number four hundred. Yeah, four hundred something. They're like this is the last of the uh, resistance. <sighs> Statistically speaking, that is a fucked cause. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And on top of that, you've got the idea of when at the end of the movie they they shout out to uh, to the universe like somebody help us please. And no one. And no, no one, one cares. Yeah. No one answers the call. Because I think that gives the fruition of the casino theme a little bit more of a idea of yeah people are profiting off of both sides. They're selling yeah. stuff to both sides and profiting, kind of like how the. Um, Oh, what's that really rich family? The, the Rothschilds got their got their wealth initially from the Napoleonic Wars, selling to both sides of the to Napoleon and his adversaries. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to do business. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll give the Canto Bright stuff a uh, a pass just because it was a, a nice, fun chase scene. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and it sets up the slaves that we see again at the end of the movie for for sensitive children. Yeah. Um, for as dark and gloomy that this movie potentially could have been, it's very hopeful. It is very hopeful. Um, one thing a lot of people were expecting is, oh, in every second movie, the main character loses an arm or hand. Yeah, no. Ray, Ray does not lose a no, hand, she but doesn't. she does get a big scar on her arm. Yeah, and I think that's Snoke not loses the hand. Snoke loses his whole fucking. Well, it's funny. They specifically show his yeah. arm sitting there, and I, I just think that was maybe their their version of. And I thought I thought it was really funny how they showed um, Hux uh, looking over Kylo and the dead Snoke, and just like he, and gonna, dead I'm Snoke looks like a dead him. fish. Yeah, because <laughs> Snoke translates to fish and whatnot. Oh, does it? Yes, yeah, Snoke means I fish. I didn't know that. It's like I think it's a Germanic of well, English is Germanic, but it's a Germanic translation of. of uh, Fish, but um, and that's the best scene that I saw Hux in. I loved Hux. Hux, honestly, I think Hux understands. We all understand that Hux would be a better leader than Kylo because Kylo is yeah. so impulsive. Yeah. But the fact that Kylo then asserts his dominance as I'm gonna kill you with the Force, just like yeah, Snoke did. I'm I am supreme leader now. I am the captain now. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> But that that scene that you were talking about with Huck standing over and he starts reaching for his blaster until Kylo moves. But that whole idea is like I could be, I could be the next Snoke. Yeah. And it's like, he's, and he's like honestly, 
I'm surprised he didn't take his chance because he's never going to get that. Well, he probably... He's not dead. He's still... He just got tossed into a wall. True. But, um... I feel like there's going to be a real power struggle between him and Kylo. Another thing we don't see in this movie, mm-hmm. besides the Y-Wings, is the Knights of Ren. No, yeah. Um, well, I think we do get a slight mention of them. Yeah, which is the students that he took from yes. the Jedi Academy. Uh-huh. But, yeah, nowhere to be found. There were a lot of things that were set up in Force Awakens that aren't even touched on. The Knights of Ren being one of them. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be part of the reason that fans are upset with the movie. It very well could be. There's a lot of reasons that people are upset with the movie, but... Um... So, we haven't really talked about Luke at all. That's... Um, this is... Yeah, I will say this right now. If I ever... If I read a review that says that this movie ruined their childhood from some 40-year-old, 50-year-old person writing a rant on the internet, fuck them. <laughs> Just because they killed Luke at the end? Well, even... Well, probably the way his he decisions get killed per yeah. se. Uh, but even like, a lot of people are complaining that Luke wouldn't have that moment of weakness and try to kill Ben. Are you serious? I'm like that. That makes Luke a way deeper character. No, he had it. He's had multiple yeah. points of weakness. I mean, the oh, whole yeah, for sure. the whole debate when he's fighting Darth Vader in front of Palpatine in the, the Jedi Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That whole moment of him thinking. Should I strike down my father? Yeah. And you can see it in his eyes, the same should I strike down Ben Yeah. when he's about to, when he was thinking, contemplating killing Ben, but he couldn't go through with it. No. It's that whole, it's the whole weakness of, do I give in? Yeah. And then that whole misinterpretation is, I'm about to get murdered, I'm going to now destroy the Jedi Order because my master failed me, or I yeah. failed my master, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But... But it, it just makes Luke such a deeper character. That Luke in the original trilogy is kind of this golden boy superhero almost. Mm-hmm. And this just adds that little bit more depth. Yeah. And I really liked at the beginning. Like, one thing you didn't expect is as soon as he's handed the lightsaber, tosses it. Toss it, yeah. He's like, I don't want to be a part of the Jedi anymore. I failed. I, I screwed he, up he so far. He even disconnected himself from the Force. Yeah. He was not Force-sensitive anymore. He had dis- disconnected himself. Which shows a lot of power in the Force. Yes. He disconnected himself, and then at the end, we get to see Luke fully immersed into the Force. Yeah. Being able to create... He legitimately became one of the Force at the end of the movie. Yeah, he became part of the Force, part of the living Force, just like Yoda was. And that's another thing that I really liked about Yoda, is even though he's ethereal... He he's interacted with the... With the physical world. Yeah. He hit Luke on the face, and Luke felt it. Yeah. And he was able to summon... "Quote unquote force lightning." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't disagree with that. I mean, he did he did cause a lightning strike, but the reason he did it, Ray already had the books out. Yeah, Ray already had the books out. And the thing is, is that that idea is like I've got to kill the Jedi Order, and that's one thing that I really enjoyed about this movie is there, there's beyond being the the idea of failure, it's mm-hmm. let the past die. Yeah. And that's what this movie's about. This whole movie's about that. Yeah, let the past die. So maybe that's Jedi, why people don't like the movie. They're like, yeah, I, I want my Star Wars back. No, let this is new Star Wars. Yeah, let the that's past old die. Star Wars. Yeah, let the past die. Um, and that's one thing that I really enjoyed is that idea of uh, taking the Sith and the Jedi. Is like, I don't want to be a Sith. I don't want to be a Jedi. I don't want to 
follow the quote. And even Luke himself says the Jedi religion. Yeah. It's viewed as a religion, not as a like part of the universe. Yeah. Which is what he's telling Ray is that it's in everybody. Everybody can be a Jedi. Everybody can be a Jedi, but not everyone's force sensitive. No, I don't think that's I don't think that's what he was trying to say. Really? Yeah. The force is a part of everybody. So with that... In, in that, every living thing. In that sense, the the matter, anybody can be a Jedi, does that mean that Finn and Poe are? They, they have the potential. I'm fairly... I know for a fact Poe, he has to be Force-sensitive. Oh, yeah. He's... They all probably are. I don't think Finn is. Finn's the only non-Jedi character we see use a lightsaber efficiently. Well, but he was trained as a yes, child to true. use weaponry of any type. Um... And another thing we get to see is when Snoke gets killed, you get to see uh, Kylo and uh, Rey fight over the Anakin's lightsaber, mm-hmm. and it splits. Yeah. So, will Rey repair that? I hope. I hope not. Um, in our conversation with Leia at the end of the movie, they're talking about like how do we rebuild. Yeah. And you see the two halves, and you specifically see that kyber crystal. Yeah. And Leia does say, you have everything you need right here. And she'll build a new lightsaber using that kyber crystal. I want to see a lightsaber pike. I want to see it cannon. <laughs> she fights with a style of a staff, so yeah. she's either going to do a double, which is usually traditionally not a Jedi is, uh, weapon, a double-bladed, mm-hmm. although Jedi have used it in the past, but now that the Jedi are no longer a, an official canon, well, not canon, an official practice religion anymore, I want to see her either use a staff. I think it will be. I think there'll be a big time jump, and she's training people. So I you think there's going to be yeah. between this movie and the next movie? It's going to be. Like, I think it's going to be like ten years. Hmm. And that's why that's how they'll get away without having Leia. I think there'll be a huge time That would make a lot of sense. And that's a good way. Is that she just naturally dies of old age. Yeah. And, uh, but I want to see a lightsaber pike so damn bad. (laughs) I don't know why. I just feel like the way that she fought in Force Awakens, all these stabbing and slashing motions of a, of a spear. Can we go back to that scene real fast though? Uh, I I loved it. I think that's one of the best shot fight scenes in, in Star Wars. Force Awakens. No, in Last oh, Jedi. Oh, Last Jedi. Though. In, in Snoke's uh, room. That red throne. Room. Yeah, throne room. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, but gorgeously shot. I yeah. loved the colors in that. The red, the red backgrounds with the red guard and just the the colors were so vibrant. And the it's interesting to look at weapons that they use go from being like a saber into a, a lightsaber whip. Yeah, which I thought was really cool because that would technically not make a lightsaber whip too far off from being canon again. Yeah. Um, and I'm so confused on the the actual like physics of these weapons they're using. They're not they're not lightsabers, but they well we have like energy weapon like blades and. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, like Grievous's guards had these. Like, yeah, that, that's very a very similar idea. And yeah. even the, the like the executioner uh, trooper had yeah. the, his axe. Mm-hmm. And then that whole scene where you uh, Finn and 
Rose are about to get beheaded. Yeah, yeah. And the, it's literally executioner's axe. I was talking. I that's what that is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and um, <sighs> so I, I think it's a similar technology, but I, I did like how those were very samurai esque. Yeah, and the thing is, is I don't know what they're called, but. They're very the royal. I think they're just the royal guard. I thought they were called Praetorian guards because that's Maybe. who they're based off of. Yeah, they're based off of the Praetorian guards of the Roman emperors. Okay. And because um, one even had like size, it mm-hmm. looked like yeah, it looked like he had a couple hand blades. Mm-hmm. So well, and then they came together to yeah. make like a. They were cool. It was a great cinematic yeah. duel, and the whole idea of oh yeah, Ray and. Uh, Kylo fighting together. They're yeah, gonna take I, down I the first that. order, and then it's like, no, I am the first order. Yeah, uh-huh. join me. Well, actually, he's just like lets us let both of us just run away and control the galaxy the way we see fit. And that's true. And then, and the whole idea of he's like pleading with her, not like join me. She, yeah. He's just like, please, let's just leave. Please, let's do this. Like, I, I genuinely please. Yeah. Another thing that I didn't really get. In the movie is the the force talks between them. Yeah, that's something very new. I I don't recall any other moment where that's ever been a thing. I thought that was an interesting. I think there and it was still there after they killed Snoke. Snoke says he caused it. So why is it still there after he dies? And one thing I really enjoyed about this movie is also how powerful Snoke is shown to be. Yeah. Just the whole fact that when Rey's about to raise her lightsaber against him, uh, she picks it up in the force and then he orbits it back and smacks her. Smacks her. And then the whole idea of at the beginning of the movie, General Hux pulls him on the floor, spins him around. Without even being there. Without even being there. And then the whole fact of when he's talking to Kylo, he literally like just gets up from his chair and just sends a little roll of lightning at him. Yeah. It's like, wow, shit, this guy's actually powerful. And then, nope, nope, bisected. It's because it doesn't matter. It does. It really doesn't matter. The whole, and this is one thing that I was talking with Matt about, uh-huh. um, is what is the goal of every Sith? Is to train their apprentice to kill them. Yeah. And take the power. And that's the whole thing that Kylo's been tra- training to do, is to become the next Darth Vader. Which has, apparently is part of the reasons a lot of fans are also upset with the movie you have all these fans that have created their own headcanon mm. about Snoke, and then we don't find out any of his backstory. We don't find out shit about him before he dies. And that's the whole point, though, is it doesn't matter. It's He is the groomer of the next Darth Vader. That's all that matters. And to be fair, this is an argument that I, I have against this. We didn't know shit about the Empire or Emperor before he died. True. We didn't know jack shit. We had no idea who this character was. Just that he was very powerful and he was the Emperor. Yeah. We didn't get we didn't get that backstory on him until the prequels. True. It's a very similar situation. Except the death is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. I like this death. This death is more permanent. Like, oh yeah, he's... Well, then he didn't take the cop out of falling into a... Endless pit. Yeah. Literally an endless pit. Yeah. Um, but what what's uh, I'm curious to see these uh, these complaints that a lot of people had, and I'd like to debate them. Yeah, for sure. So IGN posted a article last night. Uh, why do some fan or why do some Star Wars fans hate the Last Jedi? Uh, 
Well, Snoke's dead. Snoke's dead. We just talked about that. It'll go. It goes into detail of uh, what we pretty much just talked about. Uh, Johnson's decision to get rid of Snoke has rattled fans who have spent the past two years since The Force Awakens theorizing and puzzling over the mysterious character's origins and true nature. Was he Ezra Bridger from Rebels, all grown up and deformed? Did he have some active role in the original trilogy or prequel era that would soon be revealed? How did he become so powerful with the Force and ascend to the leader of the First Order? Who was this freaking guy? And we didn't get any of that. We did not get a bit of that. And it's understandable that people are upset about that. But I'm... I stick with my argument. We didn't know who the emperor was. Yeah, we didn't know who the emperor was, and the whole purpose of of the rule of two is one has the power and one seeks to attain the power. Yeah. And that... I just, honestly, I was surprised the way that they killed him because I thought he would... I honestly thought he was going to pull another uh, rabbit out of his hat and the whole idea of, like, there's certain force sense of people who can actually stop lightsaber blades with yeah. their hands... And I thought he was going to do that. I, You know, looking back now, I kind of wish he would have just not been there. If it was like another force projection like we eventually yeah. see with Luke. Yes. Oh, that was such a good scene. Oh, uh, I loved that. But ultimately, I don't care. Yeah, honestly, it's the, the, I think the reason people are butthurt about this is because they put too much into it. Yeah. They, they created, they spent two years creating their own headcanon. That who knows if it was would have been better that way, maybe, but it's not what we got. Maybe we'll get more explanations of who he was, but the whole idea, even in the in the pre the, the between book series, is yeah. they always keep Snoke vague because he was probably just a force sensitive guy who was part of the uh, and first order. and a lot of the characters have been kept off limits. Yeah, from Lucasfilms, like yeah, you can't use these characters. Here's what you can actually say about these characters. So maybe now we'll get something that will go deeper into detail. And Rebels is coming to an end. I highly... It's more than highly likely than, like, the next animated series they do will take place in that era between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. We'll probably find out all about Snoke during that time. Which would be nice. Yeah. It Um, would be. And then what's the next? The next one is these aren't the parents you're looking for, which, who knows? Uh, so we find out about Ray's parentage in the movie. Ish. Ish, And yeah. we don't know if it's true. Yeah. But basically, from what Kylo Ren tells Ray that her parents were a couple of drunks looking for money for their beer tab and sold her into slavery. Yeah. But I like the, the fact that it goes to show that a nobody can become the most powerful Jedi we've ever had. And that's important, because the, th- the whole idea of post-prequel uh, mythology is the midichlorian count in your birth yeah. is what makes you a Jedi or a Sith. And the whole idea of the... That, that is wrong. Metachlorians are just attracted... They're, they're basically a symbiotic relationship with the person, and they're just more attracted to Force users. But not necessarily true. But the whole I- the whole idea of sorry, it, it doesn't <laughs> parentage like two force sensitive people were more than likely have another force sensitive child. Yeah. Um, 
and that gets thrown out of here because it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Harry Potter and the idea of being a mudblood mm-hmm. coming from two muggle parents and having magical powers. It doesn't matter who you come from. What matters is the way you use what you have. Yeah, and that's one thing that pissed people off. Apparently, oh, she's the the most powerful Jedi. She would have had to come from the Skywalker bloodline. And the saga movies are all about the Skywalker bloodline. They still are. That's Ben Solo. True. You still have a third-generation Skywalker. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm a little upset about that, like, because I was hoping maybe he's like, oh, yeah, she's the daughter of Palpatine. Ooh. But honestly, I'm not upset. I'm not upset you about know, that. if they find out in the third movie that she's still, like, a Kenobi, I'd still be ecstatic, but I like the fact that it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Now, isn't the next... The next movie to come out is the Han Solo story. Yes. Then it's episode then nine, it's nine. And then it's Kenobi. Yeah. It'd be perfect. It would be perfect. You find that out in episode nine, and then you go in to Kenobi movie, bring him back full circle. It makes sense. It's kind of like, okay, we just killed off Han Solo. Now Han Solo's getting a movie. So, he'll be back. He'll be back. And that's one thing. I'm surprised that he didn't make a officially make a uh, an appearance is Kenobi's Force Ghost. Yeah. But there's a hint at it at the end where Luke looks out into the sunset and yeah. there's something coming towards him. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's actually... It looked like a sunspot. There's something there. I don't know what that was. It was a dark figure and I'm not sure if it was... If, it, if it's Ben, if it's Anakin... Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. I, I have no idea. And that's another thing. That's one thing but that he, would piss I think, off people. I almost think he's looking at his... Because uh, he gets a vision of the double sons from Tatooine. Yeah. I think that's more of what he's looking at. His full circle. Yeah. His, his journey has come... Is complete. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a great line about uh, Ray's parentage that... I was trying to remember. Um, but yeah, I, I I love what they did. It doesn't matter. It, basically... Let the past die. Yeah, this is... It doesn't matter. It, that's what's great about it, and that's what I think fans are getting so upset about. I think it's a genius idea. Mm-hmm. How do you carry on Star Wars past, past the Skywalkers? It's a genius. And Ryan Johnson has been tap to do a new trilogy that doesn't connect at all like there's gonna be a new set of star wars movies from ryan johnson please be the old republic he already said it wasn't gonna be the old republic damn it but after seeing this i could see far fucking future with his vision of the new jedi order that would be interesting as long as they're not involved in the politics anymore yeah i hope not but um, the next thing that a lot of people have a gripe about is Luke gets force ghosted, which honestly we just talked about the whole idea of the goal of a Jedi is to be the force. It there isn't there is no there is no myself. There is the force, yeah. and to become part of the force is the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. While, while the Sith are the force will set me free, the the Jedi are, is, are like no the force is yeah. And I want, it's that idea of coming full circle, being part of the Force, and then becoming in the Force Mm -hmm. is the ultimate goal of any Jedi, and I don't see why people are upset about that. Yeah, me neither. Um, I, I, and if people are concerned that, uh, those were the main three reasons on the IGN article, 
Um, but if people are like, oh, they killed off Luke Skywalker, he's not gone, people. He's a force ghost. He will be a big part of episode nine. And now we have proof that they can still interact with the actual world. Mm-hmm. So that force ghosts can interact with the physical world. It's not just they can pass on their teachings. They can actually physically affect the world. Yeah, and like Kenobi says, you strike me down and I'll just become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Just like Luke says in the end of this movie, too. is like, you strike me down in rage, I will be with you forever. Yeah. So, why do people think that this is the end of Luke Skywalker? It's not going to be the end of Luke Skywalker. It's It's the end of that type of Skywalker of uh, Vader, Luke, kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Now it's down to Ben Solo. Yeah, and I think Ben has to be redeemed. I think that's the only way Episode Nine can go. You know, I feel like Episode Nine might take it in the redeeming of not that he turns, but he does like a, a turn in a seppuku way. Where he he does like a ritualized sacrifice. Okay. Like, I I was wrong, but if I sacrifice for my for the greater good, I can be redeemed. Kind of like how Vader was. Like, Mm -hmm. I sacrificed for the greater good, and now I'm redeemed. Yeah. Um. And the way I kind of see this going, there was a there was a lot of imagery to yin and yang. Yes. In the movie, from Page and Rose's medallions Mm -hmm. to the floor of the the Jedi the first Jedi temple there's an image and it's black and white it's two sided and the colors are inverse on both sides and then even to to Ben and Ray fighting together very yin and yang Mm -hmm. and I think that'll hopefully continue through hopefully that's just not a dropped thread because it's always kind of been that way the light side needs the dark side it needs to coexist. Well, they need they don't coexist per se, but you cannot have chaos without order. You can't have order without chaos. Yeah. And it's one of those things like I firmly believe that Anakin Skywalker did fulfill the prophecy of bringing the force into balance. He did. Look how unbalanced the Jedi were to the dark side. True. And the idea of the Jedi getting too much power is before Anakin thousands of Jedi a handful of uh, there's two Siths and a handful of Sith uh, they're not technically canon Sith but dark side users yeah well you still have those and like the Inquisitors and the yeah but they're not uh, titled Sith no they don't get the the the, the official title of no. Sith so you get thousands of Jedi and a few Sith mm-hmm. then you bring it down from to two Jedi Two official Jedi and two official Sith. Mm-hmm. And now there's only one. They're not even... They're, they don't want to describe anymore. It's now one dark side user and one light side user. Mm-hmm. So there's now balance again. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, I really don't get the complaints of this movie. I don't. It just seems like people... One thing that really bugs me, everybody complained that The Force Awakens was too much like A New Hope. And that was my complaint. So now we get something that's very different from previous Star Wars, and those same people are complaining. You know, it's a lot of that same audience that are. I want, about I want it. my Star Wars light. I don't want my my Star Wars uh, Pepsi flavor. Yeah. Is Pepsi okay? No. 
No, it's not. But yeah, and, you know, I, I do like how how small this movie was. It was a small movie. The, the plot of the story is very tight. Yes, it's a slow paced chase the entire time. Yeah, it's very small. They they have a couple. It's probably the least amount of planets we've ever seen in a Star Wars movie. A lot of it is slow because of that whole idea of the cruiser mm-hmm. just defending the cruiser. Yeah. And the way that they killed Snoke's cruiser with going light speed through it. It was beautiful. I loved that. That was a great scene. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was very different visually than anything we had seen in Star Wars before. Now, taking... Uh, one thing that I was trying to understand is... Mm-hmm. The original Death Star is the size of a small moon. Yes. And Snoke's ship is 60 kilometers wide. If you were to take the storage space between both of those, would they equal about the same amount of mass? I don't know. Because that, that idea of just... It's, it's a truly massive ship. Yeah. It's pretty much the entire First Order. Yeah. Because you know, oh, the Star Killer base is gone. Yeah. Like, both sides are kind of decimated after this. Mm-hmm. Although the First Order still has a lot of Star Destroyers. Yes. They're, they're better off. Way better off. But, I mean... It's it, it is it is what it is. I'm I'm ex- I loved this movie. I'm excited to see it a second time on Monday, um, and maybe I'll be a little bit more nitpicky then. You know, I wasn't on my second time. I think I was able to go through like even the Leia scene didn't bother me the second time. I was able to just all right, this happens. I'm just gonna enjoy it, and I did enjoyed it a lot more the second time. Um, actually, one thing we didn't talk about uh, are the Porgs. What, are you a fan of the Porg? I thought it was funny, that, that scene where Chewbacca's about to eat a Porg, and then you see a Porg look at him, like, oh, don't eat my friend. And he's like, don't eat my friend. Yeah, they were just in, in horror. They were just like, oh. Don't eat my friend. Yeah. And the thing is, is you gotta have the Ewoks for the kids. You gotta have the Porgs for the kids. Hell, they, they'd probably take up maybe a minute of screen time. And the people are just like, oh, they're, they're porks. Now, I will say this. I have no fucking clue how an, a, a bird of that size and body mass can fly. It doesn't make sense in physics, but then we've already discussed how physics, physics doesn't, doesn't matter in Star Wars. Doesn't matter in Star Wars. Maybe they're fucking force-sensitive birds and they're using the force to fly. Which would make sense. <laughs> they're on they the... They are on the Jedi uh, Island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> That, that idea of, oh yeah, the porks are force sensitive, that's how they fly. If they have to describe that to people, that's going to make them even more angry. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I, you know, I thought they were cute, they were funny, they were, they were adorable. Cute, they were funny and they sell merchandise, which is what Star Wars is meant to do. Yeah. Um, I, I, saw, I saw some complaints about Chewbacca. What about him? Not really doing anything. I mean... He's always been a side character. He's not supposed to be a main character. I love that whole idea of breaking down the door. Chewie, what are you doing? Yeah. And he's just like, he's a, like, who are you? Right. And then he sees Chewie. He's like, well, where did you come from? Yeah. What do you. And I really like that whole thing is where he's talking to, to R2D2. He's like, oh, old friend. Yeah. Watch your language. Yeah. It's a sacred island. Watch your language. <laughs> and then on top of that, when C3PO sees him, 
C-3PO, that's another thing. He doesn't have his red arm anymore. No, but they do mention in Force Awakens that they have the other one to be reinstalled. True. So it is in, it is in a line of dialogue yeah. in Force Awakens. So. But the whole idea is Master Skywalker, he looks over, doesn't say anything to him, just gives him a little wink. How's it going? <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I see, I actually see Chewbacca being, coming into his own a little bit. He was always kind of that second fiddle to Han. He was just that comic relief for Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Now he's got his own little pork buddy to, yes. to, to play off of. Nice. And there were some good moments there. Like It's like, okay, you have Chewbacca being Chewbacca, and then you have the porg who then like imitates his roar, and he's just like, <laughs> he just swats him off the, the console. So I, I think it'll be a nice... Basically, Chewbacca now has his own sidekick. He goes from being a sidekick to having yeah, a sidekick, <laughs> which I think will be a nice little play. Hopefully, they keep that going a little Hopefully. bit. And he's now the captain of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that Ray's... Huh. Another funny scene about Chewbacca is, uh, if I don't see Finn when I... If you see Finn before I come back, what should I? What should you say to him? And then just... Arr, arr, arr. Yeah, yeah tell, that. Tell, tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite what really put me in a good mood at the beginning of this movie was uh -huh. holding for General Hux oh yeah it starts off with a, with a joke oh it was great uh, General Hux waiting for General Hux this is Hux yeah. it, it's just that's a character that we haven't talked about at all is Poe Dameron I, I enjoyed Poe in the first one and they were going to kill him they were going to kill off Poe Dameron in the first movie they were going to kill him off when the... Well, you know how he's missing for that entire middle bit? They had killed him off. He dies there in the script. And then they started filming. They were watching dailies. And they're like, we have to we have to fix this. Mm -hmm. He's so charming and a delight to have on screen. And I'm glad he was pretty much a main character in this. Mm -hmm. He was good definitely character. has way more screen time in this one than he did in the last one. And, I mean the main plot kind of pulls around him. True. I even like at the end of the movie, which uh, we've kind of worked our way around, um, when they're on crate in the in the cave in the rebel base, mm -hmm. and, um, okay, you have Luke come in, Luke does his hellos, goodbyes, all that before heading out. And, but then you have that scene, there's like, okay, he comes to the uh, Poe comes to the conclusion that Luke is giving them time to leave, and he's like, "How did he get in here? He didn't. He showed up." <laughs> so Poe's Poe's logic doesn't quite make sense, even though they don't know that. They think he must have got in through some back door. Yeah, and he just no, no, he disappeared. So luckily, it worked out for him, but. Luke might have just confused the shit out of him. <laughs> See you, bye. <laughs> just like, he, he didn't get in that way. <laughs> but then they make the whole point is, if they didn't have those crystal foxes, where did the crystal foxes go? Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, they escaped. If they didn't have those, then people would be a lopper. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Which, I'm glad those guys paid off, too. I was also kind of upset. Like, I was ready for Finn to do that ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to happen, too. I thought it was going to happen. I was like, it's a good way to go. 
Yeah. And um, but instead, yeah. you get Luke that makes a yeah. sacrifice, which arguably is a bit more powerful of a sacrifice. To another scene is when all the AT-ATs are firing on Luke's hologram, mm -hmm. and um, do you think you got him? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there were some great one-liners, and you know that's actually a lot of complaints I saw too is that it was too jokey. Star Wars has always had a sense of humor. Oh, not always. just that. I mean, I mean, even look at Rogue One. It's like, make sure you don't choke on your own aspirations. Oh, people, can, people complain about that, too. That's one of my least favorite lines. In Rogue I One. thought that was perfect. It's his, he's fucking Darth Vader. His name means Dark Father. He yeah. needs to make dad jokes. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> and, and he did. He did, indeed. And Anakin was kind of punny in, in the prequels. So True. it kind of makes sense. So, yeah, of course. And, uh, yeah, I liked the humor. The humor made it, it eased tension. Because instead of just having comic relief characters who are supposed to be comic relief, yeah. anybody can now be comic relief. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to come from the two droids. Yeah, Or Chewbacca. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, which is good. I think Leia even had a couple jokes. Yeah. Like, well, at the end, when Poe's trying to lead him out, and everybody turns back around to her, and she's like, why are you looking at me? Follow oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good passing of the torch. Yeah. Because Poe's definitely going to take that leadership role that she had. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been threading it along. That's why she demoted him to become a better leader. Now, um, that one girl that we see a lot of, she has like maybe one line but has the buns. Is that her daughter? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah, she actually, well, she had like one line in Force Awakens, but she had quite a prominent role in this. And that's that's Carrie's daughter. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I wish... I, 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 I wish they could, like, retcon it into where she's actually, like, their daughter. In daughter, movie. daughter. Yeah. yeah. That would be nice. Just a nice... I wish they would have done that for Force Awakens. Been like, this is our daughter that followed in her mom's footsteps. She doesn't really have any powers. She, technically, she could be an adopted child. Yeah, yeah. That would be all right, too. Mm -hmm. I, it would be nice to have... Uh, well, I'm spacing her name. But to have her, uh, Billy Lord, Billy Lord, mm -hmm. to have her just more prominent and take over she'll, for her mom. She'll probably be pretty prominent in the next movie. Yeah, she's probably going to be second in command to to, to Poe. Po. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think of Laura Dern's character? The uh, the, the purple hair. Woman? Yeah, yeah. Who I've seen her in other movies. Jurassic Park. Which one? The first and third. The blonde. That's that's where I've seen her. Yeah. I thought I knew who she was. I liked her. I think the the whole idea is you need like I liked how she played the adversary to Poe, but yeah. Poe thinks that she's just a dumbass, but then she's like, Poe, please just let me do my job. I'm doing this for the betterment of everyone. Yeah. Poe's being cocky and she's not like, realizing what she's doing. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing is, is for her to under for her to explain to Poe before, if she were to explain everything to Poe, Poe probably wouldn't have been such a cocky hotshot. Yeah. But then we would have lost the middle part of this movie with a casino. Yeah. Which then <laughs> you could debate, do we even need it? Yes, because they had to fail. True. It's a teaching moment. It's a teaching moment, yeah. So, yes. Like, I, I thought that the first time I saw it, too. And then I, I eased up. I was like, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like... 
the second time I watched it, I was piecing together a lot more of the themes and stuff that was in the movie that I kind of missed the first time. Mm-hmm. So yes, they needed it. They needed to fail their mission, which doesn't really happen in these movies. Mm-hmm. They, they, all the heroes always, always, always successful. win. Yeah, that was. I can't give this movie enough praise. Yeah, it's everything I could have wanted from Star, Star Wars. Wars. You know. The thing is, is I feel like ever since Disney's gotten their hands on a lot of movies, like the Marvel movies and stuff like that, there's a lot more humor in them. And yeah. That's what I like yeah. about it. Well, which people are like, oh, they're Disneyfying them. Well, they're just making it a little bit more. Was, was, was Rogue One Disneyfied? No. The entire, that was dark. All of them die. All of them die at the end. But there was also a lot of humor in there yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we wouldn't have got that with the prequels. No, no. Prequels were still like, yeah, Anakin's one-liners. There was no heart in the prequels. <laughs> there was no heart <laughs> to those movies. <laughs> that makes them seem so dark when they're actually really light. I know, but there are no, there are no human moments. Everyone's robotic. True. Except for Kenobi. Except for Kenobi. True. Who do you think? They're gonna have play Kenobi in the next. Kenobi. Oh, it'll be Ewan McGregor. You think he's it, age appropriate? Yeah, yeah, he would be age appropriate. And it's not like they're avoiding the prequels. They had uh, Bail Organa back for Rogue One, and that was good. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. So they're not gonna they're not gonna recast Kenobi. Everybody knows he's the best part of those fucking movies. And that's the weird thing, though. But he, he didn't do the voice acting for Clone Wars, did he? No, no, that was uh, maybe Troy Baker. Mm-hmm. That's Troy Baker. No. I think it might. No, Josh... Josh Keaton? But... And then they also didn't have Hayden Christensen. Because I remember when I saw the, the Clone Wars Star Wars movie in theaters. Yeah. Like, the first thing is, is me and my dad went to see that together. Because he likes Star Wars. He grew up with it. Yeah. And he saw all the prequels with me. And then he comes out of the movie. He's like, that was bad. And I'm like... Yeah, Those are the worst bad. three episodes of Clone Wars. It was a bad... It, like we expected so much more it's like because I expected Hayden Christensen to be voicing I expected Ian McGregor to be voicing and neither of them voiced him like these people aren't who I thought they'd be um, just like Matt Hay- Lanter was Anakin Skywalker and James Arnold Taylor was Kenobi I knew that because I was wrong on both of them both of my because kids. in the original animated series uh, that's no longer canon which should honestly be canon um, that 2000 three mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah, yeah. Hayden the, Christensen. The yeah, Hayden Christensen and Ian McGregor actually voiced them. Did they? I feel like they did. I don't think they did. I feel like they might have because that, that voice actor is so similar to Hayden. Yeah, it's uh, it was someone named Matt Lucas and then James Arnold Taylor did Obi-Wan on that too. Okay. So, yeah. You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm wrong. But um, I don't know the voice acting seemed a little bit more on point then. Yeah. Well, I, I think he does a great job of... Uh, I think his Obi-Wan's pretty great. Anyway. Oh, I think they even had him back last year for Rebels. No, they had a different actor for... For Kenobi? For, for Ben. For Ben Kenobi. Did they? I feel like they did. They had the same voice actor for Maul. Yeah. They must have, yeah. Uh, yeah, they did get a different actor. 
Yeah. Which is weird because he also did it in like Lego Star Wars and like Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. He did it in that Lego game too. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder who they had. Well, I think I've said all that I can say. Well, should we go through the, uh, the negative reviews? Let's do it. Let's do the Rotten Tomato reviews. We are at an hour, though. Wait. Well, do you want to make it quick? If we go long, I can split it. Okay. I can... I, I can... If we go to, like, an hour and a half, I might... Hold on. I'm going to stop it here. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and stop this one, and then we'll do this as, like, a bonus. Okay. Yeah. All that right. Makes sense. All right. So, uh, I'm David West. I'm Kurt Steiner. And I hope you guys enjoyed our Star Wars review. Yeah. Sorry I lied to you and missed a week by accident. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone, keep listening.